0: Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Amazon acquires Eero. Apple is putting marketing muscle behind AR. Looks like everyone was abusing Apple's Enterprise Certificate program and the new video game sensation that is giving Fortnite a bit of a run for its money. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Late last night, Amazon announced that it was acquiring mesh Wi-Fi company Eero. I wasn't able to find any details of the acquisition, like price or any of that, and nor did many people have any details of Eero's current financial situation. Eero is only five years old, though a year ago right now, the company did lay off 30 employees, or roughly one-fifth of its workforce. Eero did raise $90 million from the likes of First Round, Menlo Ventures, Homebrew, and a bunch of others, so congratulations to some of you listening out there. You know who you are. Amazon had this to say: quote, we are incredibly impressed with the Eero team and how quickly they invented a Wi-Fi solution that makes connected devices just work. We have a shared vision that the smart home experience can get even easier, and we are committed to continue innovating on behalf of customers, end quote. That was Dave Limp, Senior Vice President of Amazon Devices and Services. So what's the angle here? Well, there are several. Eero did make a product that actually made a frustrating pain point for home internet usage just go away. I don't just say that because they buy ads on this show. The old Wi-Fi router and repeater system really was beyond broken. Plus, Eero has innovated with its Eero Plus service, which adds security layers to home networks and whatnot. So clearly, Amazon sees value in another connected device in the home, especially one that would be useful if it worked really well with all of Amazon's other connected home devices, right? As Owen Williams noted in his Charged newsletter this morning, the play here is obvious, quote, What's in the smart home platform for Amazon? Well, it's the only company without any platform of its own hardware-wise, so it's an alluring idea. The company tried phones, tablets, and voice, which all had varying levels of success, but the smart home is still wide open for anyone to win. The smart home is also a huge mess, still, and Amazon has a decent window right now to try to unify the entire thing via Alexa. It's not difficult to imagine a future Eero product combined with Alexa or how it might fit into the ecosystem. What's not clear is if Amazon is any good at execution yet. It owns Ring and a few other random startups, but we haven't seen much in the way of a coherent strategy across them yet, end quote. But Owen, among plenty of other people, also took time to drag Apple for killing off its airport Wi-Fi business. Quote, Apple killed its home Wi-Fi products just as the smart home market seemed to be gaining traction, which was something of a head-scratcher. So now it's not playing there at all. Apple doesn't own any smart device brands directly, despite the competition plowing billions into acquiring a piece for themselves, like Google's acquisition of Nest, which has now been rolled into the company's wider hardware group as it ramps up development, end quote. So, chalk this space up along with Apple TV, voice assistants, even podcasts, as areas where Apple has had a clear lead but allowed competitors to catch up and surpass their earlier efforts— which seem to have stagnated. Ben Thompson makes this exact point in his newsletter this morning. But also, in The Verge, Dieter Bone makes the excellent point that this is another example of an innovative startup that just got swallowed up to become yet another feature in the grander strategy of the larger tech oligarchs. Quote, Eero was different. It was a tiny little company that made a great little product, something simple, elegant, and reliable. Would it have been too much to ask that it stay independent? Perhaps, but we don't know Eero's financial situation. It's getting harder to find independent hardware startups that can scale up to something big without getting bought, end quote." I would make the point that, of course, this makes all those Alexa-connected microwaves and wall clocks and knickknacks and everything else that Amazon has been rolling out. Recently, this makes all that make sense. Forget about the Internet of Things inside your home. Amazon sees a vision of an Amazon for everything inside your home, everything connected, everything on Alexa. As Owen pointed out, Amazon seems to have realized the home, the connected home, is its platform. But I would take that even further with my own analogy of everyone fighting to be the one app for something the one app that you use for a given part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the one app for transportation, the one app for communication, the one app for entertainment. Amazon, I think, wants to be the one app for everything in your home, not just on a functional level either. Amazon sees a world where they can capture 100% of your yearly household spend. This is just another step towards unifying all of that. And then, of course... There are other details. Eero says that it doesn't collect your data, never has, and will continue not to do so. In fact, home security and privacy has been one of their main selling points up to this point. But in a world where Facebook and Google have been paying people to sideload apps to learn what you're doing outside their ecosystems, in a world where everyone wants every little data point they can get on everything you're doing every minute of the day, one of perhaps the most Crucial, but until this point overlooked, pinch point for data is your home router. Quote, short of handing over the PIN for your phone or the password to your Snapchat account, there's not a much more intimate set of information about you than what your Wi-Fi router knows. It knows when you're home and when you're away. It can suss out what websites you visit, before the SSL kicks in anyway, and how many movies you're streaming, end quote. That was, again, from Dieter Bone in The Verge. So, yeah, we traditionally think Amazon wants to know our buying habits. But if Amazon becomes the network platform for your whole home, what couldn't they know about you? And strategically, what wouldn't they be able to know about your relationship with all of their competitors as well? Looky here. This is an interesting story given that last segment. Bloomberg has a piece up this morning reporting that some of those Wi-Fi connected smart lights in your home can do things like tell Amazon and Google when you go to bed. Quote, for several years, Amazon and Google have collected data every time someone used a smart speaker to turn on a light or lock a door. Now they're asking smart home gadget makers such as Logitech and Hunter Fan to send a continuous stream of information. In other words, after you connect a light fixture to Alexa, Amazon wants to know every time the light is turned on or off, regardless of whether you asked Alexa to toggle the switch. Televisions must report the channel they're set to. Smart locks must keep the company appraised whether or not the front door bolt is engaged. This information may seem mundane compared with smartphone geolocation software that follows you around or the trove of personal data Facebook vacuums up based on your activity. But even gadgets as simple as light bulbs could enable tech companies to fill in blanks about their customers and use the data for marketing purposes. Having already amassed a digital record of activity in public spaces, critics say tech companies are now bent on establishing a beachhead in the home, end quote. I'll just leave that there Ramp gives finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spend. With Ramp, you're able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions, Get started, issue virtual and physical cards, and start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have five employees or 5,000. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash techmeme. Ramp.com slash techmeme. R-A-M-P dot com slash For the first time ever, Gurman says, Apple will have a head of marketing for augmented reality in the person of longtime iPhone marketing exec Frank Casanova. Frank was instrumental in launching the original iPhone among many, many other Apple products over the last 30 years. Why is this an interesting development if it's not already obvious? Because if Apple is bringing its marketing big gun over from iPhone to AR, that might tell us where Apple thinks it's going strategically, quoting German. The decision by Apple to name its first head of product marketing for AR underscores the technology's importance to the company's quest for major new products. An Apple spokesman declined to comment, end quote. Or, as Philip Elmer DeWitt wrote, this demonstrates the importance of marketing to the technology's future, end quote. Well, it wasn't just Facebook and Google. Over at TechCrunch, Josh Constein is reporting that dozens of porn and gambling apps have been using that iOS Enterprise Certificate program to obtain users outside of the friendly confines of the App Store. Quote, TechCrunch found thousands of sites offering downloads of sideloaded enterprise apps and investigating just a sample uncovered numerous abuses. Using a standard, unjailbroken iPhone, TechCrunch was able to download and verify 12 pornography and 12 real money gambling apps over the past week that were abusing Apple's enterprise certificate system to offer apps prohibited from the App Store. These apps either offered streaming or pay per view hardcore pornography or allowed users to deposit, win, and withdraw real money, all of which would be prohibited if the apps were distributed through the App Store. End quote. Apparently, the enterprise certificates on a lot of these apps were under assumed names or under names not related to their true purpose once an app got loaded on the phone. Still, as Constine notes, Apple has been oddly neglectful about monitoring this whole enterprise certificate program. Something that one would have to imagine is being remedied too sweet. As the subhead of this MIT Technology Review piece says, when it comes to consumer DNA tests, the genie is definitely out of the bottle, and it's not going back anytime soon. Over 26 million consumers have added their DNA to the four leading commercial Ancestry and health databases, according to Technology Review, especially Ancestry DNA, which has sold more than 14 million of its DNA kits. Interesting to learn that it's Ancestry DNA that seems to be the industry leader here. Technology Review estimates that 100 million consumers will take these tests in the coming years if trends hold. And, and I think this is something we've touched on before, so many people have taken these tests now that it probably doesn't matter if you never did. It is now possible to trace relationships between nearly all Americans because so many people have put their DNA. Into these caches. The piece then goes on to outline how DNA troves like these have been increasingly used by law enforcement to solve crimes, identify suspects, and the like. Most of the major players in the space say they won't hand over your DNA without a warrant. However, one of the smaller players recently changed its mind. Quote, Family Tree DNA changed its mind and began allowing the FBI to upload DNA from corpses or blood splatters and surf the database just like any other customer, checking out names and who is related to who. The unilateral change in policy, which users weren't alerted to, is troubling because it means that our DNA, just like our posts on social media or our location data, is at the mercy of user agreements none of us have any control over or even bother to read. And that may be the biggest lesson of taking a DNA test, end quote. Elizabeth Joe. A law professor at the University of California, Davis, tweeted, First rule of data, once you hand it over, you lose control of it. You have no idea how the terms of service will change for your recreational DNA sample, end quote. But also, again, in the world of big data, even if I never share my DNA or my data, it is increasingly a moot point because the slicing and dicing and categorization of big data is so good now Once all of my friends have exposed themselves, exposed their data in any way, chances are I've been exposed as well. And finally today, this is something new on the radar for me. But what if I told you that there's a new game out there that in certain measures is giving Fortnite a real run for its money? Apex Legends is a new game from EA Electronic Arts that was released within the last week. It's a battle royale shooter game like Fortnite. It's a free-to-play game like Fortnite. I'll let Paul Thorat take the comparisons from there. Quote, over 10 million gamers signed up for Apex Legends in the first three days of availability. It had taken Fortnite over two weeks to reach that milestone. Now over 25 million gamers have signed up for Apex Legends in just one week. Fortnite needed three months to reach 30 million players, and now Apex Legends is the most viewed title on the Twitch game streaming service, surpassing, wait for it, Fortnite, end quote. So look, it's clearly early days here. Games are faddish, always a hits-driven business, and there's a long, long way to go to match the number that really matters, Fortnite's 200 million players but as i said this is something to watch the official ea account tweeted quote this past week has been beyond our wildest imagination thank you to all 25 million legends out there end quote that's all for today as always i've been your host brian mccullough i did see some of the nice ratings and reviews that came in over the weekend always appreciated And it's always appreciated if you just tell a friend. If anyone ever asks for a podcast recommendation, don't be shy. If you listen to this show every day, tell the world about it. Talk to you tomorrow.